In a single-parent family, it's not uncommon for a child to sit in the passenger seat while mom or dad are driving. When mom or dad get remarried, and now there's someone new in the family, that child may not like the idea that their seat in the car has been taken over. Ron Deal says we need to be aware of that and help those kids adjust to the new normal. Why would they react harshly to this idea of putting your spouse in the front seat? What, what's going on for a kid? Well, yeah, sometimes kids just want to ride in the front and they want what they want. But also, there's, I've been through some pretty rough stuff. I've lost connection with somebody. My family has gone through major transitions, a tragedy of some sort, a death or a divorce. I don't want to go through another one of those things. They are hypersensitive to the idea of being pushed aside because they've seen it happen already in their home. This is Family Life Today. Our host is Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. We're going to talk today about strategies to help step-parents help their children adjust to the new normal of a step-family. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. One of the key principles that we try to drive home in Family Life's Art of Parenting video series, and something that you and Barbara wrote about in your book, The Art of Parenting, is that in a family, the marriage relationship has got to be the priority relationship. For the sake of the kids, Right, it's got to be the priority relationship. That's true in an intact family. That has some unique challenges that come along with it if you're dealing with a blended family. Yeah, and um, one of the biggest arguments we used to have with our kids on our way to school was who sat in the front seat? (laughs) (laughs) Who got the front seat with daddy? I'm not kidding you. We had to actually have a... An allotment, uh-huh. you know, like a... Uh, a lottery system? A lottery system. <laughs> we, we had either, that. either drew for it Whose or... day was it? Yeah, we yeah, had the yeah, whole exactly. thing. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, I got so weary <laughs> of, of starting my day and problem-solving with kids. Oh, she said in it last week, and he said it three weeks be- in a row before that, you know, and all, all that stuff. I just thought, you know, when mom gets in the car with me. Is there any debate at that point? There is. There was never a debate (laughs) because they knew that next to daddy's heart was mama. And by the way, that's our friend Ron Deal who joins us today on Family Life Today. Ron gives leadership to Family Life Blended and uh, appears here from time to time when we're talking about uh, blended family relationships. Glad to have you here. Thank you. And it's different in blended families, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. To think about your scenario, it's a perfect illustration, Dennis. When mom gets in the car, there's no question. Mom's in the front seat. Everybody knows it. And now, one of your kids may go, ah, oh, it's my turn, but okay, I kind of understand mom rightfully belongs in the front there seat. There is no discussion. There's no discussion. <laughs> there's no debate. But what if the storyline had been they take their turns right in the front seat and there is no mother in the picture. You're a single dad. And the kids right in the front. Everybody has their turn. They belong there. And then you go and marry somebody. Mm -hmm. And now it's her that rides in the front seat. How do your kids react to that? They vote. They vote. That's (laughs) how they react. What had been their territory, their turf, their spot, they've just been displaced. And we may think, well, 
come on, that's not a big deal. Yeah. But that represents something. I mean, we're using it as as a big deal about where mom sits in the car. This represents something about the order of the family that can be very threatening to stepkids. That's exactly right. And I got to say, one of our most popular articles on FamilyLife.com in the Blended Family section is an article that is exactly about riding in the front seat. In fact, it's called Putting Your Spouse in the Front Seat. I write about this at length in two of my books, The Smart Step Family and The Smart Step Family Marriage. Why? Because we have learned this is such a critical, critical dynamic to get right for your blended family to do well. Ron, I was just recently at a weekend to remember marriage getaway, talking to a couple in crisis. They weren't sure they could make their marriage work. Blended situation. She brought kids into the marriage. He didn't have any kids from any previous relationships. And we were having this conversation. And and I said to her, I understand that you feel guilt and shame Mm. You feel responsible for the loss your kids have experienced. You want to do anything you can to try to make sure that you're making up for what you brought into your children's lives. And so at times, you prioritize them ahead of your husband just because emotionally you're thinking, I put them through so much, I've got to sacrifice him for their sake. That's the impulse a parent Mm -hmm. feels. Explain why that's a wrong impulse. Not a wrong impulse, but why giving into it is the wrong response. And that's a very well-worded question, and it's important to the answer. The impulse is understandable. Of course you're concerned about their children. As I would say to this woman, your mom heart is very deeply concerned about their well-being. They have been through a lot. You do see the pain in their eyes from the past. You don't want to see more pain in the present. So you want to take care of them and diminish that. And so that means putting them in the front seat and asking your husband to ride in the back seat in which he feels in that moment like he's in the trunk. That is a marital issue immediately for the new spouse. So that's why you can't put him in the back seat because you're risking the stability of your marriage. And even though your marriage followed the children, you still have to have it in the front seat, so to speak, in order for your relationship to lead the home. If you're going to lead from a position of unity, this is both a parenting issue and a marriage issue all at the same moment. If you're going to position the new stepdad in this case beside you so that you can lead together then you have to put him in the front seat. You have to say to your children, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to the back. You're going to have to then deal with their being upset and them feeling like, oh, you mean you love him more than us. And you're going to have to deal with that hard moment. And by the way, how do you deal with that? A lot of love, some big hugs, a little TLC. Now get in the back. Hmm. It's a combination of, I get it, this is hard for you, but he's my husband now. He's going to ride in the front. I'm thinking about letting him drive, but one thing at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to ask at this point if you treat this like Barbara and I did, which was instead of going through the battle at the moment of who sits in the front seat, you have a family time Mm. and you just say, hey, you know what? This is a point of constant strife 
in our family. So here's how it's going to work. Yeah, that's exactly what you can do. Um, You can anticipate this in a blended family and go, you know what? We've picked up on this. There's some weeping and gnashing of teeth every time uh, we have a front seat moment in our home where I, you know, what does that look like? I consult my husband about parenting. I didn't ever have to ask anybody before. I was a single mom. I could do whatever I wanted. Now I'd stop for a minute and I ask him and the kids notice and they go, wait a minute, why are you asking him? Well, this is a front seat moment. Well, I'm asking him because he's my husband. And I know things have changed. And you want your kids to understand the loyalties are to the other parent. Uh, The marriage has to be a priority and that they need to feel secure Mm -hmm. in that commitment that you're not going to run the show by yourself. Yes, absolutely. Or let the kids hijack the car. And so you do some proactive, hey, we're going to have a family meeting. Just want you guys to know some things are going to change around here. And this is why. Now, let's just pause for a second and talk about language because I learned a hard lesson. When I wrote the first edition of The Smart Step Family, it came out in 2002. And in that edition, I talked very directly about this matter. But I made a mistake in how I worded a few things. I used language that implied that somehow there was more love for the spouse than for the kids. I don't even remember exactly how I said it, but that's what a few people would walk away from. I'd get letters and I'd get questions at conference events that I do around the country, even now. I learned, wow, I got to change that. Because, for example, we say it's God first, then your spouse, then your kids, right? And what are we saying with that? We're saying we prioritize those relationships. Why do we prioritize marriage? Scripture talks about leaving father and mother, cleaving to your spouse. That is the start of a new home. It's the marriage relationship that lays the foundation. But sometimes when you say that to somebody who has children from a previous relationship, what they hear is abandon your children, reject them, leave them in isolation, and spend all of your time and energy with your new spouse. That is not what we are saying. When I wrote the revised expanded edition of the Smart Step Family that came out in 2014, I changed that wording. I was very careful because I knew what people had heard. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that there is a one single important relationship in your home that will eventually bring stability to your home. But now notice in the beginning of a blended family, putting your spouse in the front seat actually creates a little instability in your home. Now that's backwards. That's not something that's typical. That's not true of biological families, but it is true of step families. It's another adjustment for kids. But eventually it does bring stability to your home because you as a couple are leading from a position of unity and togetherness and oneness and the children see that and honor that. And Ron, we've been talking about calling a family meeting and getting the, the stepchildren and the bio children together and addressing them as one group. It might be wise for the bio parent of the children to address the issue separately mm. from the stepchildren so that it's not a us versus them. Here's how we need to absorb this as a little miniature family mm-hmm. as a part of the bigger family. Mm-hmm. And that's wise. And the message of that biological parent can be to their kids, look, you're the greatest kids in the world and no other children in the universe are more important to me than you guys. Oh, by the way, there's no other adult more important to me than my new spouse. Now, I realize that 
that means for you that you don't get as much time with me. And every once in a while, I talk to him or her about decisions and we're a team. And, you know, you, you may not always like that. Idea. And as the best kids in the universe, I want you to rally around this person I love. Yeah, invite them to that. And it's going to be in your best interest, kids. <laughs> you, you, you need to understand, if our relationship is strong and healthy, mm-hmm. it's better for you than if Yours and my relationship, parent-child relationship, if that's strong and healthy but mom and dad are not doing well, that's not as good for you as a kid as it is if mom and dad are doing fine and from that strength we can be your parents. I think that's one of those truths that we can say to kids and is true and someday they'll get it. They'll yeah, get that's it. what I was thinking. Uh, they may not get it when Bob, you say it. Bob was talking to adult. <laughs> Don't kids. kill them. Well, I, I have to tell you, because th- this is not just a step family issue. Mm, right. I mean, in, in intact families, no doubt. kids try to divide mom and dad. Yes. They try to compete. And in intact families, new mamas often give their heart, time, and attention mm. to their kids. And daddy's now kind of on the sidelines because yep. mom's got this new love in her life. So this child-centered versus married-centered issue happens in both intact families and in blended families. I remember, again, in the, the Art of Parenting video series, Brian Loritz tells the story about uh, getting invited to uh, do ministry in Dubai. Mm. And they said, we'd like to invite you and we'll send you two plane tickets. And he said, okay, Corey and I, my wife and I, we're going to go to Dubai. And he said, one of my kids said, why are you taking mom? Hmm. Why does she get to go to Dubai with you? And he said, well, because I kind of love her more than I love you. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you think, you don't want to say that to your kid. No, it helped his child to hear. And, and he went on to say, and you know what? Someday you're going to leave. Hmm. And mom and I are going to be together long after you're gone. Yeah. And this is what's important. This is a really good point. And I want us to unpack what you just said, because there is a difference in saying that in a biological family than in a step family. And here's the difference. When you say that tongue in cheek to a child, because I love her more than I love you, something inside that kid kind of laughs along with it Uh. because they know that your love for them is unmistakable. And it's good and right that you love mom. In a blended family, that is unclear. Sometimes children say it's good and right that you love your new wife, my stepmother, but sometimes they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm your flesh and blood. How can you say that? So what has a positive impact in a biological home can have a negative impact in a stepfamily home. And these stepkids have likely been through some kind of loss. They have. And so when you say, I love her more than I love you, they're hearing loss magnified. Oh, no, here we go again. Wait a minute. You said that you love dad and then you guys divorced. So now you're saying that you love this person more than you love me. Does that mean you're getting rid of me? So it does have very different implications given the narrative of the family's journey, which is why this is important. And by the way, what we're doing right now, guys, is so helpful. We're going, this is what I call going around the horn. We're going around the family and we're jumping into the shoes of the child and saying, why would they react harshly to this idea of putting your spouse in the front seat? What's going on for a kid? Well, yeah, sometimes kids just want to ride in the front and they want what they want. But also there's... I've been through some pretty rough stuff. I've lost connection with somebody. My family has gone through major transitions, a tragedy of some sort, a death or a divorce. 
I don't want to go through another one of those things. They're hypersensitive to the idea of being pushed aside because they've seen it happen already in their home. Of course, they're not going to welcome this new person riding in the front seat of the family car. What you have to do as a parent is understand that, but not be paralyzed by that. That is the big mistake that biological parents make. They see the pain in their child's eyes and they go easy. And all of a sudden, they're putting their kid in the front seat and their spouse in the back seat. That's the wrong move because over time, you may have prevented a little bit of pain in your child's heart in the moment, but you've created a bigger pain on behalf of your family in the long run. Are there some ways that you've seen blended families put their spouse in the back seat without them really understanding it? I mean, what are the issues that typically show up in a blended family where the spouse ends up in the backseat or maybe, as you mentioned earlier, the trunk. We had a woman write in on Facebook, follows us on Family Life Blended Facebook. My husband usually chooses his child, she said. Unfortunately, I'm trying to be patient, but it's hard when we have such limited family time. I don't get any time alone with my husband when his children are here. For weeks, it feels like we're strangers. Their scenario is... You know, his kids are at their biological mom's house most of the time. And when they come to this house, then dad throws himself 100% into his kids. Now, I want to balance this because on the one hand, I think that's important. He's dad and they don't get much of him and he needs to throw himself into his children. And yet he needs to spend time with his wife in their presence so that they see this relationship, this marriage is really a big deal to dad. It's a delicate balance, but he's the one who has to keep that balance. If he gives 100% to his kids and zero time to his wife when they're there, the message is she's in the backseat. That's a mistake. And let me just offer, I think, what can be a helpful word picture here. When your kids show up and they're now entering into your family, into your marriage, they're going to be with you for the weekend or they're going to be with you for the next two weeks or for a month in the summer, whatever it is. You can look at it like the kids are here Our life stops, Mm. and now this new chapter where the kids are in the middle of it, where they're at the center of it, that begins. Instead of thinking of it that way, I think blended families need to think when the kids show up, they step into our journey. They become welcome passengers in a journey that is ongoing. We're glad to have them here, but they're coming into... Something that doesn't stop, but something that is ongoing, a relationship that's continuing. Life doesn't shift out of one gear into another, but they hop in and we keep moving forward. That's leadership. You are saying, this is our family. Come join us. We want you to be a part of this. Now, again, I I have to acknowledge that that's harder than it sounds. Uh, There are some situations where it's difficult. For some children, they have felt slighted because of how things happened or how they got shifted around between homes. And so this feels like another, I'm just getting pushed to the side sort of moment. I'm a firm believer that biological parents have to move toward their children with intentionality so they can move toward their spouse with intentionality. It is both and. And really, this is where we come back to that language thing. Yes, it's God first and your spouse second and your kids third, but that doesn't mean you ignore your kids. And yes, your spouse is your priority relationship, but that doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It's not either your spouse or your kids. It's both and. Of course it is both and. But we recognize that there is a need for 
intentionality to position the marriage to lead the home. And if you don't do that as a, in particular, the biological parent has to be the one who really makes this happen. And if they're unwilling, let let me share a quick story with you to just make the point. I was talking with a guy one time about his his life. I said, tell me about your your childhood growing up. And, And he said, man, I grew up in a blended family. My mom and dad divorced when I was very, very young and probably around age five or six. My mom remarried. I had a stepdad. And listen to his words. He said, I love this guy. I called him daddy almost from day one. He was important to me, valuable to me. He's still my dad. He's far more my dad in my life than my biological dad has ever been. And then these words came out of his mouth, but I didn't respect him. And I was like, wait a minute. And it seems like a little disconnect to me. You loved him. You called him daddy. You had an affinity for him, but you didn't respect him. And I said, could you help me with that? And he said, early on, my mom said to my stepdad in front of us kids, hey, listen, if anything ever goes wrong around here, I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving. I heard my mom say that. Now, see, that was a huge backseat moment. She said to her husband, I love my kids more than you, and I will choose them over you any day. So you better watch your step. And what this young man picked up at the age of five or six, he said, I don't have to respect him. Mom doesn't respect him. He's not in the front seat. I am. And so he didn't have to obey him. He didn't really give him credibility as an authority figure in his life. Listen to how powerful that backseat moment was in undercutting the stepdad's role in the home. That's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. You don't ever want to say that to your spouse in front of the kids. Rather, the message needs to be, no, honey, you're in the front seat. And you and me, we're going to lead these kids from this moment forward. And I would say, don't ever say the word divorce or say leave. We may have some spirited conversations here. We may have conflict, but we're going to stick it out for a lifetime. may need a timeout, but that's okay. It's different than leaving. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget flying on a lengthy flight one time with a young lady seated next to me, and I struck up a conversation with her, and she was on her way to her father's house. She said, I have two homes that has a complete wardrobe, complete books for my classes. I spend one week in one place, one week in the other place, joint custody. I'm playing out this whole scenario of front seat, back seat, I mean, we just have to stop and say, if divorce is about to cause your intact family to be split up, we're talking about complexity here that kids should not have to deal with. Mm -hmm. They should not have to try to figure out who's in the front seat. Where do I fit with mom, with dad, with her new spouse, his new spouse, etc.? My heart went out to that young lady thinking, what must she think? Mm -hmm. What must be going on there? How could she be sorting through all the emotions that she was feeling, the fear, wondering who she was, whose home does she belong to? If there's any way to save a first marriage, do it. You know, if there's any way to do that, uh, seek reconciliation, strive to make that relationship work. Because you and your children are going to be walking out a tremendous amount of complexity and ambiguity if it ends in divorce. And I'd encourage our listeners to go to familylifetoday.com and check out the blended family section that's there and read some articles, listen to other broadcasts. And also, uh, if you're an intact family and you're struggling a bit, or if you're not struggling, Come and join us at a weekend to remember 
and get some training to head this stuff off at the pass. You don't want to have to go through this. This is not the way marriage and family were were designed by God to function. You mentioned that you've written on this subject uh, of putting your spouse in the front seat. And we've got a link on our website at familylifetoday.com to the articles you've written. And we've got links to the books you've written. And again, there's information available online at familylifetoday.com. You and your team are working now on an event that's going to take place October 24th and 25th. This is our sixth annual summit on step family ministry. It's going to be happening in Little Rock. And in addition to you speaking at the event, Linda Ranson Jacobs, who heads up Divorce Care for Kids, is going to be here. Dave and Meg Robbins will be speaking, Lamar and Ronnie Tyler and others. The focus this year is on parenting in complex families. This is an event for pastors, church leaders, laymen and women, anybody who has a heart for step and blended families and wants to help those families thrive in local churches, they should plan to be in Little Rock October 24th and 25th for the 2018 Summit on Step Family Ministry. There's information available online at familylifetoday.com or call 1-800-FL-TODAY if you have any questions. Again, the website, familylifetoday.com. Sign up for the Summit on Step Family Ministry happening in October. I know this is a busy time of year for a lot of families with people already back in school or heading back to school. Summer is winding up. Uh, School supplies, new clothes. I mean, all kinds of things that just crowd this part of the summer. I want to ask you in the middle of the busyness to do something. Uh, Here at Family Life in the month of August, we've had friends of the ministry who have come along and offered to match every donation we received this month on a dollar-for-dollar basis up to a total of $500,000. This is the last week of the month. If we're going to take full advantage of this matching gift opportunity, we need to hear from as many Family Life Today listeners as possible this week. So in the midst of everything else that's going on, can I ask you to go online and make a donation to help support the ongoing work of this ministry? Or call, if that's easier, 1-800-FL-TODAY. You can make a donation over the phone. When you give to Family Life, your money helps us take this message, this practical, biblical help and hope for marriages and families, take it to more people more regularly. That's where the money goes. And again, your donation will be doubled if we can hear from you this week. So go to familylifetoday.com to donate or call to donate at 1-800-FL-TODAY. When you do, we're going to say thank you by sending you a copy of Dennis and Barbara Rainey's new book, The Art of Parenting. It's our thank you gift for your support of this ministry. And uh, especially this week, we want to say thank you for getting in touch with us. And we hope you can join us back tomorrow. We're going to talk about how we can uh, have conversations in this culture about Christian beliefs and Christian values without those conversations going south. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University will be here to talk with us about that. I hope you can be here as well. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a crew ministry. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.